It was a bright and sunny morning in the cozy swamp town of Gator Grove, and Froggy the Gator woke up, barely able to contain his enthusiasm for the day ahead of him. Today was the day, he thought. Today, Froggy and his best friend Mr. Hummus and Froggy's dad, Daddy the Gator, were visiting the incredible, the much-beloved, the undeniably awesome Natural History Museum. Froggy! Mr. Hummus is here! Daddy the Gator called from the living room, snapping Froggy from his thoughts and focusing Froggy on getting out of the door with haste and with urgency. Froggy rushed downstairs, where he saw Mr. Hummus, his best friend in the whole world, waiting by the door and ready to go to the museum. The boys exchanged knowing nods before running as fast as they could toward Daddy the Gator's car. During the drive, Froggy could not stop talking about all of the things they were about to see. Specifically, Froggy was focused on the museum's dinosaur bone collection. He went on and on about all of the amazing creatures the bones once belonged to, and as he talked about the prehistoric scenes they were about to enter into, the anticipation for the day only continued to build. Just imagine it, Mr. Hummus, Froggy said. We're gonna see so many dinosaur bones, and imagine if they were real. Imagine seeing a real T-Rex, or a real Brontosaurus, or a real Stegosaurus, Froggy exclaimed as Daddy the Gator smiled in the front seat. And imagine if we were alive back then, back in their times. Think about if we could be right next to a T-Rex. What would we do? The boys continued their excited exchange as they pulled into the museum parking lot. And once they got inside the museum walls, they were in awe. Towering dinosaur skeletons filled the enormous rooms, their bones all telling stories of lives lived in a time long past. Froggy the Gator and Mr. Hummus stood at the foot of a colossal T-Rex, and Mr. Hummus turned to Froggy and asked, Do you think we could have survived back then, Froggy? Mr. Hummus said cautiously and curiously. And that question, that one question, was all it took for Froggy's imagination to take flight. All of a sudden, in an instant, the museum walls melted away to reveal lush, prehistoric foliage. The dinosaurs, once mere bones, now stood before them in the flesh, alive and magnificent. Froggy, look, Mr. Hummus shouted, pointing at a herd of triceratops grazing peacefully in a ravine in the distance. Froggy marveled at their Triceratops horns and their graceful movements, all in harmony and synchronized. Synchronized means at the same time, or moving in the same way as others in a group. Froggy marveled at their synchronized movements, as if they were powered by the bright prehistoric sun shining down from above. The boys could not believe their luck. They were in dinosaur times. What an amazing development! But before their new reality had even sunk in, something happened. Out of nowhere, an earth-shattering roar pierced the air around them. The tranquil scene was shattered as the Triceratops herd stampeded away in fear with clouds of dust billowing behind them. The boys turned around and what did they see? They saw a massive, roaring T-Rex emerging from a dense forest. It roared and roared, each roar echoing more ominously than the last. A froggy had no choice but to jump into action. Quick, Mr. Hummus, Froggy said, to that cave, as he pointed to a rocky outcrop nearby. They sprinted, their pulse pounding, as the T-Rex's roars grew louder and louder. Once they got inside the cave, Froggy and Mr. Hummus huddled together to think of a plan. The T-Rex was now in full view, scraping its jaws at the mouth of the cave, mere feet away from their position. Froggy, what are we going to do? Mr. Hummus whispered, his voice trembling. Froggy looked down at his feet and he spotted a pile of large rocks. And with that, an idea sparked in his mind. I know what to do, Mr. Hummus, Froggy said. We need to create a diversion. Then, with all of his might, 
Froggy heaved one of the big rocks far into the distance, outside of the mouth of the cave, and past the T-Rex's head. It landed with a loud thud behind the beast. The T-Rex, intrigued by the noise, turned and stomped away to investigate, leaving the cave door unobstructed and giving the boys a chance to escape. Wow, Froggy, Mr. Hummus exclaimed, that was quick thinking. But just as the boys were about to congratulate each other and explore their prehistoric surroundings some more, Daddy the Gator's voice echoed through the museum halls. Boys, it's time to go. The museum is closing. Suddenly, Froggy and Mr. Hummus were back in the museum. The dinosaur skeletons were now silent and still once again. Oof, Mr. Hummus said, that was a close one with audible relief in his voice to be back in present-day times. As Froggy and Mr. Hummus moved through the museum, they took one last look at the dinosaur bones. The bones seemed more alive now, more real, each skeleton a reminder of their incredible adventure together. As they walked through the exit, they could almost hear the distant roars, and they could almost feel the ground still shaking beneath their feet. On the ride home, the boys were quiet, lost in their thoughts. Finally, once the adrenaline had started to wear off, Mr. Hummus broke the silence. Froggy, my friend, that was the best adventure yet. Can you imagine if we could do something that fun every single day? Froggy just grinned, his mind already racing with the possibilities. Oh, Mr. Hummus, something tells me this is just the beginning. Later that night, Froggy laid in bed, staring at his ceiling. The moonlight filtered through his bedroom window blinds and bathed his room in a soft white glow. His mind was buzzing with images of dinosaurs and prehistoric jungles and triceratops and brontosauruses and getting stuck in a cave with a fierce T-Rex breathing down his neck. Froggy the Gator smiled, replaying the day's adventure over and over in his mind. He couldn't wait to see what tomorrow had in store. Then Daddy the Gator peeked his head through Froggy's door. Good night, son, Daddy the Gator said. I love you and I'm proud of you. Good night, Dad, Froggy the Gator said back, his eyes getting heavy as he drifted off to sleep. Thank you for taking me and my friend to the museum today. As Daddy the Gator closed the door, Froggy the Gator closed his eyes. His mind was still filled with dinosaurs, with roars, with the sunset and with the prehistoric jungle, with the unforgettable adventure he'd had with his best friend. In his head, he imagined it one more time. Good night, dinosaurs, Froggy the Gator whispered to himself before drifting off to sleep, ready to dream of new adventures. Froggy the Gator, Wormbird, and Mr. Hummus were playing outside in Froggy's backyard. It was a Saturday afternoon, and they'd been playing and running around for a few hours. They were taking a break, sitting on a ledge in Froggy's Jungle Gym playground that Daddy the Gator had built a few years before, when Froggy had an idea. Hey, fellas, Froggy said. I was thinking... We all like race cars, right? The other two boys nodded. Of course they liked race cars. Race cars are incredible. Exactly, Froggy continued. And we also all like dinosaurs, right? The boys nodded again. Of course they like dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are awesome. Well, Froggy said, have you ever thought about what it would be like if we were both dinosaurs and race cars at the same time? Whoa, said Wormbird and Mr. Hummus in unison. Then, as the boys' imagination took over, they noticed something strange. What, 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 what's happening, Froggy? Mr. Hummus said as he looked down at his feet. Froggy looked down at his own feet. All of a sudden, they weren't his feet anymore. They were wheels. 
They were tires, just like on a race car. Mr. Hummus and Wormbird's feet had transformed into tires as well. Then, Froggy watched as Mr. Hummus transformed from his normal orange fuzzy self into a huge scaly triceratops. Mr. Hummus, Mr. Hummus, Froggy said, look at your face. And he couldn't believe it as Mr. Hummus was now a big orange triceratops with wheels for feet. My face, Mr. Hummus said, what about yours? Because Froggy hadn't noticed it, but he had turned into a huge green T-Rex with wheels for feet. Oh boy, Froggy said, this is nuts. Mr. Hummus and Froggy then looked over at Wormbird. And sure enough, Wormbird also now had a dinosaur body with wheels for legs. Except for Wormbird was a towering brontosaurus with a long blue neck leading down to his race car body. The boys looked at each other again. They couldn't believe what had happened. Finally, Froggy the Gator said, Fellas, it looks like we got just what we wished for. It looks like we are now dinosaur race cars. As the boys looked around themselves, they realized they were also no longer in Froggy's backyard. They were somewhere else entirely. It was a huge, vast, open space, like a big savanna with flat land and wispy trees as far as the eye could see, and huge, tall blades of yellow grass for grazing. It looked like something from a history textbook about the Cretaceous period, except there was also a huge racetrack. Froggy looked up to the sky. He saw pterodactyls flying overhead. Then, in the distance, he heard the unmistakable roar of a race car engine. Uh, guys, Froggy said, we aren't in Gator Grove anymore. And based on that sound in the distance, I'd say we also aren't the only dinosaur race cars in this place either. And Froggy was right, because a couple of seconds later, another dinosaur race car appeared. This one had wheels just like the boys, but on top it was some strange kind of alligator-looking dinosaur. Froggy knew immediately who it was. Oh no, fellas, Froggy said. It's Dinosaur Race Car Gershwin! Dinosaur Race Car Gershwin sped up to the boys. Hello, gentlemen, Dinosaur Race Car Gershwin said. It looks like you found my secret racetrack. Does that mean you are challenging me for the title of fastest dinosaur race car in history? The boys looked at each other. They knew what they had to do. They knew they had to accept Gershwin's challenge and win the title of fastest dinosaur race cars in history. They nodded to each other and Froggy spoke up. That's right, Gershwin, Froggy the Gator said. We're here to race. And just like that, the boys found themselves on the start line lined up together with dinosaur race car Gershwin on the inside, followed by Froggy and his green T-Rex body race car, Wormbird and his blue Brontosaurus body race car, and Mr. Hummus and his orange Triceratops body race car. They looked up to their right, and they saw a couple of Velociraptors waving the green flag. And with that, the race had begun. The boys floored their dinosaur race cars, driving as fast as they could. But dinosaur race car Gershwin was too fast. He got out to a huge early lead on the boys as they winded through the course across the vast prehistoric savanna. The boys were all riding close to each other. They knew they had to think fast or they'd lose the race to dinosaur race car Gershwin. What do we do, Froggy? Mr. Hummus asked. Hang on, guys. I have an idea, Froggy said. Wormbird, you're the brontosaurus. That means you have a long neck, and we can use that. And Mr. Hummus, you're the triceratops. That means you have those cool horns coming out of your forehead. We can use that too. 
Okay, Froggy, Wormbird said. So, what is it that you suggest? And with that, Froggy got serious. Boys, he said, it's time to deploy Operation Cretaceous Catapult. Froggy explained his idea to his friends, and they got into position. Operation Cretaceous Catapult was underway. First, Wormbird used his big brontosaurus mouth to lift up Mr. Hummus's Triceratops race car into the air. Then, he used his big brontosaurus neck to launch Mr. Hummus's car like a catapult, way up high into the sky and ahead towards dinosaur race car Gershwin. Then, once he was airborne, Mr. Hummus's part in the plan began. He pointed his long, sharp horns down toward the ground, down toward Gershwin, and soon he landed, boom, with his horns right on top of Gershwin's dinosaur race car. This sent Gershwin skidding off the track into the grassy savanna. No, Gershwin said as he spun out of control and off of the track and out of the race. That left the lane open for Froggy. He did what he had to do. He floored it with Gershwin now out of the way and he crossed the finish line to the Velociraptor checkered flag just in time. We did it guys, we did it, Froggy shouted. We won the dinosaur race car race and we defeated dinosaur race car Gershwin. The boys celebrated and shouted some more and their cheers echoed around the prehistoric Cretaceous savanna all the way back to Gator Grove where Daddy the Gator and Mommy the Gator heard the cheers, looked out their window into the backyard and smiled as they saw Froggy, Wormbird, and Mr. Hummus all playing, laughing, and cheering together at Froggy's Jungle Gym that Daddy the Gator had built just a few years before. It was a rainy day in Gator Grove, so Daddy the Gator had taken Froggy the Gator, Mr. Hummus, Wormbird, and the new kid in town, Tomato Hedgehog, to the Gator Grove History Museum. I wonder if we'll get to see Grandfather Kronos again, said Froggy the Gator as the group pulled into the History Museum parking lot. Grandfather Kronos, Daddy the Gator responded. Remind me, who's that again? Daddy the Gator tried to keep track of all of Froggy's imaginary stories and adventures in his head, but he couldn't always manage it. Oh, yeah, said Froggy. See, Grandfather Kronos is the magic grandfather clock at the History Museum, and he has the power to send people back in time anywhere in history. I hope we get to see him again this time. The group walked into the History Museum and the boys immediately made a beeline to where they'd seen Grandfather Kronos the last time they were at the museum. And sure enough, there they saw him again, that familiar old grandfather clock. As they approached, they walked slowly and anxiously, unsure if the clock would come alive again and send them on a top secret time mission. And just then, just like that, they saw it happen. The grandfather clock's face turned into a regular, actual face, and he stood tall, with real legs and real outstretched arms, beckoning the boys closer. Oh boy, Mr. Hummus said, we're back in action. History, here we come. Welcome back to my museum, boys, Grandfather Kronos said. It is a pleasure to see you boys here again. And it looks like you've got a new friend with you, as Grandfather Kronos pointed his clock hands to Tomato Hedgehog. Oh yeah, said Froggy. This is our new friend, Tomato Hedgehog. He likes monster trucks and dinosaurs and other cool stuff, so we brought him along to the History Museum today. We were hoping we'd run into you again. Do you need our help? Do you need help going back in time? Are there any missions you can send us on? Ah, said Grandfather Kronos, it's funny you ask, and it's funny you mention dinosaurs, because that's exactly what I need your help with. You see, 
there's a big problem here at the History Museum. Our famous dinosaur skeleton at the front of the museum, you know, that big T-Rex that everybody looks for when they get here, well, the T-Rex skeleton is missing a leg bone. That's right, there's a dinosaur leg bone missing, and I need you boys to help find it. Will you go back to dinosaur times and search for the missing leg bone in the land where the T-Rex lived? If you find it, bring it back, and our dinosaur skeleton will be complete again, and all the people of Gator Grove can go back to learning about dinosaurs at our great museum. Oh my goodness, said Froggy. Will we ever go back in time to the dinosaur times to find the dinosaur leg bone? Let's go, fellas. And with that, Grandfather Kronos summoned his time-traveling power. He muttered the magic time-traveling words, Chrono Infinitum! And a huge burst of energy came out in all directions around them, and then poof! The boys found themselves in a place in time they'd never seen before. They looked around. Froggy, Mr. Hummus, and Wormbird weren't that surprised at what they saw, but Tomato Hedgehog couldn't believe it. Guys, Tomato Hedgehog said, what's going on? Where are we? Are we really in dinosaur times? You bet we are, Tomato Hedgehog, Froggy the Gator said. And just then, they heard a huge roar in the distance. It was an earth-shattering roar, loud enough to rumble the ground beneath the boy's feet. That caused them to look around, and what they saw was amazing. They saw hundreds of dinosaurs for miles and miles in all directions, all types and colors of dinosaurs. They saw pterodactyls flying up high in the sky. They saw triceratops running in a pack in the distance, kicking up dust from the ground. And they saw a family of brontosauruses walking together and grazing the grassland. Wow, said Tomato Hedgehog. I can't believe this is happening. It's pretty great, isn't it, said Froggy. Now, we need to find that dinosaur bone and bring it back to Grandfather Kronos. And I think I know just where to look. Froggy the Gator pointed to the distance toward a patch of tall, ancient ginkgo biloba trees. See, ginkgo biloba trees still exist today in our modern world and they've been on our planet for over 280 million years. And sure enough, there they were, right downwind of the boys in their ancient dinosaur setting. Froggy the Gator kept pointing. Look there, guys, he said, right there at the top of that tallest ginkgo tree. You see how that family of pterodactyls are circling around their nest? Now look in the nest. What do you see? The boys all peered into the distance. Oh my gosh, said Wormbird. That looks like the dinosaur bone. That looks like the missing dinosaur leg bone. They have it in their nest? I'm going to fly and get a closer look. Great idea, said Froggy. When you get there, signal to us. We'll distract the pterodactyls while you grab the dinosaur bone. Then we'll be back at the museum in no time. And so they were off. Wormbird flying high overhead, soaring toward the pterodactyl nest, while the other boys ran along the ground toward the patch of ginkgo trees. They jumped over branches, they ducked under vines, and they stealthily hid from roaming packs of velociraptors along the way. Then they'd arrived at the trees. And sure enough, it was the T-Rex bone sitting in the pterodactyl nest. It was time to make their diversion so Wormbird could retrieve the precious missing artifact. Don't worry, guys. I got this, Tomato Hedgehog said. And with that, Tomato Hedgehog showed off a really awesome tomato superpower the boys had no idea that he had. Tomato Hedgehog braced himself and focused all of his energy, and then the red spikes on his back turned into huge tomato cannons, and they shot dozens of tomatoes high up into the air under the pterodactyl's nest. 
The tomatoes flew higher and higher, and they immediately distracted the dinosaurs, causing them to fly all around in circles in a panic. As they did, Wormbird heaved the heavy dinosaur bone back down from the nest toward the ground. And just like that, as soon as they were all back together, the boys found themselves back in the museum. The dinosaurs disappeared, the ginkgo trees disappeared, and they found themselves face to face with Grandfather Kronos. Oh my boys, you did it, Grandfather Kronos said. You've returned our precious dinosaur bone. You are true heroes, all of you. You are true time-traveling heroes. It's all in a day's work, said Froggy the Gator. And we owe a special thanks to Wormbird and to our new friend, Tomato Hedgehog. It took something special to get that bone back today. And luckily, we all have something special about us. We all have special talents that make us unique. And the trick is just to know how we can best put our special talents to use. Froggy the Gator was playing in his backyard with his friends, Mr. Hummus, Wormbird, and Baby the Gator. They were playing their usual games, and it was a day like any other day in Gator Grove when Froggy the Gator had an idea. Hey, fellas, Froggy the Gator said, I was reading a book about robots with my dad the other night. Did you know that there are robots in our world that already exist? And they do things like help us build stuff in factories, and they help us around the house, like vacuuming and other chores like that. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah, of course, I knew that, Mr. Hummus said. Robots are everywhere. I love them. Yeah, me too, Froggy continued. And so, well, me and my dad, we were also reading a book about dinosaurs, which we all already know are the best. And it got me thinking. What if we were robot dinosaurs and we could transform from our regular selves into cool, huge robot dinosaurs and it was our job to protect the town from the red dino minion army led by the fearsome dino Gershwin? Wouldn't that be awesome? Oh yeah, said Wormbird. I can totally see it. Great idea, Froggy. I like it. What do you need from us to make it happen? And just then, in the boys' imaginations, they noticed something. Froggy looked down at his arms. His arms had turned metallic, and they were shiny green, too, with bolts and screws holding them together at the joints. Oh boy, Froggy said, what's happening here, fellas? And as Froggy the Gator spoke, he looked down at his feet. His feet grew like 20 sizes in an instant, and they had pointy toes with metallic robot claws coming out of the ends. I think, Froggy said, I think I'm turning into a dinosaur robot transformer. And with that, Froggy the Gator stretched out to be 30 feet tall, way high up in the sky, and he looked down at his friends. All of a sudden, Froggy had turned into a huge metallic robot green T-Rex. And as he roared, a huge blast of fire came out of his mouth, just like a dragon. But despite all of that, he could still talk like his normal self, and so he shouted down to his friends. Hey guys, I'm a robot T-Rex now. Isn't this great? Froggy the Gator said. And as he said that, he noticed his friends start to transform as well. Mr. Hummus went first, as out of his forehead sprung two huge metal robot horns. And after a few seconds, he was a massive 20-foot-long orange robot triceratops with thermonuclear horns that could demolish any wall in the universe. Next, it was Wormbird's turn, and Triceratops Hummus and T-Rex Froggy watched as their friend Wormbird transformed into a huge blue lumbering brontosaurus with a neck 40 feet long and red laser robot eyes that actually shot lasers out of them capable of melting through buildings like butter. Finally, it was Baby the Gator's turn. 
and Baby the Gator turned into a green Stegosaurus with spines all up and down his back, all while holding on to his trademark baby pacifier. Oh wow, Mr. Hummus said after all the boys had transformed. It looks like we did it, guys. We're dinosaur robots now. This is great. And they took a few minutes to enjoy their new powers. The Froggy the Gator stomped around and roared as the dinosaur robot T-Rex. Mr. Hummus rammed into a big oak tree, testing out his robot Triceratops horns. And Wormbird shot his eye lasers out of his eyes and split a tree straight down the middle. And then Baby the Gator used his robot rocket Stegosaurus spikes to shoot pacifier rockets high up into the air. This was a great idea, Froggy, Wormbird said, from way high up at the end of his brontosaurus neck. But then, as the boys were enjoying their new dinosaur robot powers, they heard it. A thunderous marching and chanting, and it sounded like tens of thousands of feet stomping and marching toward them. From his vantage point way high up, Brontosaurus Wormbird shouted down at his friends. Oh no, guys, this looks bad. It looks like just down the street, heading right for us, is the Red Dino Minion Army. What do we do now, fellas? All four of the boys looked and it was true. There they saw it, marching straight toward them. A sea of red dinosaurs of all different types. Brontosauruses, Stegosauruses, Ankylosauruses, T-Rexes, Spinosauruses, Pterodactyls. They were all bright red with metal robot bodies and they were all heading straight for the boys' position. Then they saw, riding a throne being carried by the other red dinosaur minion soldiers, none other than their worst fear. It was Dino Gershwin, and he was directing his army straight to our hero's position. We've got to fight back, Froggy said. If we don't, the red dino minion army will trample us and take over Gator Grove. So they leapt into action. First, Baby the Gator used his Stegosaurus robot rockets and he leaned toward the approaching army and shot 10 pacifier rockets directly toward the advancing dinosaur minions. The boys watched as the rockets flew high into the air and came careening down toward the army. As they hit the ground, the rockets exploded and baby slobber from his pacifier spread like shrapnel across the army's forces. Great work, Baby the Gator, Froggy said, as several of the approaching army dinosaurs got too grossed out and retreated. We put a real dent in them already. Then, Wormbird used his laser eyes to send a huge blast of red-hot energy toward the approaching army. His brontosaurus neck stretched up high into the air, and the lasers shot out like red beams of pure light and power, and scattered the red dino minion army even more. Next, Froggy the Gator blew a huge blast of fire toward the army from his T-Rex robot mouth. The fire flew down and blanketed the ground around the red dino minion army, and caused whatever dinosaurs were left to run and hide for cover. All of a sudden, the army had been decimated, and all that was left was Dino Gershwin, sitting tall on his throne. You boys will pay for this, Dino Gershwin said, as he now sat alone without his army. Not today, Froggy the Gator responded. Get him, Mr. Hummus. And just like that, Mr. Hummus charged at Gershwin's throne with his metal demolition horns leading the way. He rammed straight into the throne and sent Dino Gershwin flying high up into the atmosphere, screaming back down to the boys, no, as he floated off into space. Back in the real world, Daddy the Gator yelled out to the guys, hey guys, time to come in for a snack. The boys suddenly snapped back to reality. Oh man, what a battle, Froggy the Gator said. We'll have to play Dinosaur Robot Transformers again soon. And as the four friends walked inside Froggy's house for pizza rolls, they swore they could still hear 
Dino Gershwin's screams as he floated into the vastness of space, determined to reassemble his army for a rematch someday soon. Froggy the Gator, Mr. Hummus, Wormbird, and Tomato Hedgehog were all on the way to the Science Museum with Daddy the Gator. This was something the gang had been waiting for for a long time, because today, after months of anticipation, the Science Museum was finally hosting its dinosaur exhibit. What's the dinosaur exhibit, you ask? Well... The dinosaur exhibit comes around to the museum once a year, and it's incredible. They set up animatronic, animatronic means kind of like robots, like statues that can move around with electricity and wires all on their own. They set up animatronic dinosaurs, and you walk around, and you're surrounded by moving, life-size dinosaurs all throughout the whole museum. Obviously, this was something the guys had been looking forward to for a while, and today the day was finally here. I want to see the T-Rex, Froggy the Gator announced to his friends as they approached the museum. I want to see his claws and his teeth, and I want to watch him roar. That's a great one, Mr. Hummus said. I want to see the Triceratops. They're my favorite. I want to see them ram things with their big horns on their heads. Well, Wormbird said, I want to see the Pachycephalosaurus. I heard they have two of them at this exhibit, and they ram their thick boneheads together like they're fighting. Those all sound great, said Tomato Hedgehog, but I want to see the Chronosaurus. It's basically like a huge alligator that swims under the water, and it had fins instead of feet, and it was over 30 feet long. The boys chatted more and more about all of the great animatronic dinosaurs they were about to see when they finally approached the museum. And probably unsurprisingly to our listeners, as soon as they pulled into the parking lot, their imaginations started to take them somewhere else completely. Instead of the normal museum doors, they saw a huge wooden gate flanked by massive 20-foot-tall torches on either side of the doors. There was a sign over the gate that said, Welcome to the Jurassic Adventure. They knew that's what it said because they'd all been practicing their reading a lot. As they pulled closer, all of a sudden, the gate opened up. And in their imaginations, they drove Daddy the Gator's car straight through the open doors. When they got inside, they couldn't believe what they saw. There were dinosaurs everywhere. It was like a huge open field, almost like they'd gone to a different continent, miles and miles long, where dinosaurs were roaming around like real animals in their real habitat, living and breathing right in front of them. First, they drove up to the Triceratops. This was Mr. Hummus's favorite. Oh man, look, Mr. Hummus shouted. Look at his horns, as the Triceratops stomped around and waved his head back and forth. Then they came to the Pachycephalosaurus, which was Wormbird's favorite. And Wormbird was right. There were two of them, and they were headbutting each other like you'd see rams or deer do today in normal times. Look at them go, Wormbird said. I can't believe it. They kept driving and they kept looking at dinosaurs until they came across a big electric fence. An electric fence is like a fence that has electricity currents flowing through it to keep things from touching it. And on the other side of the fence, they saw why the electricity was necessary. Because there, standing tall, was a real live, actual T-Rex. Froggy the Gator couldn't believe his eyes. Wow, fellas, he said, there he is, a real T-Rex as the T-Rex roared and roared, protected by the fence, of course, and he opened his mouth wide, showing off his razor-sharp teeth and his pointy claws. This is the best trip to the museum ever, Froggy the Gator told his friends as they kept driving around the park. But then, something strange happened. All of a sudden, their car slammed on brakes. It was like they weren't even the ones driving it anymore. 
the car slammed on brakes, and they heard an announcement over the park speakers. Attention patrons, the announcement said. We have to request that everyone stay away from the water exhibit. I repeat, stay away from the water exhibit. We have a breach in the water exhibit, and it is not safe. I repeat, it is not safe. Please stay away. Oh no, said Wormbird. What do you guys think's happening? And where is this water exhibit anyway? Um, guys, Mr. Hummus chimed in, and he pointed out the window. I think we're in trouble, because the water exhibit is right in front of us. That's right. Without realizing it, they'd driven directly to the water exhibit. And there, just a couple of feet outside of their car, straight ahead of them, they saw the problem. The waves thrashed, the water splashed, and then, emerging from the deep water like a towering dinosaur crocodile, they saw none other than, you guessed it, Chronosaurus Gershwin. Chronosaurus Gershwin was a real live Chronosaurus which was Tomato Hedgehog's favorite kind of dinosaur. But right now, all the boys just wished they could get as far away from the Chronosaurus Gershwin as possible. He emerged from the water, raising his head high, and then he spoke. Ah, if it isn't Froggy the Gator and his friends, Chronosaurus Gershwin said, I've been expecting you. Froggy the Gator mustered up his courage and responded. Chronosaurus Gershwin, what do you want? You've set off an alarm at the park, and the people have to evacuate now. Let these people enjoy their time at the park. Leave these people alone. Well, you see, Chronosaurus Gershwin said, it's really not that simple. I wish I could leave everyone alone, but I can't. Do you know why? Chronosaurus Gershwin asked. Froggy was skeptical, but he went along with what Chronosaurus Gershwin was saying. No, Chronosaurus Gershwin, why's that? You see, Chronosaurus Gershwin said, I can't leave these people alone because I need help. I may look like a powerful Chronosaurus, but I'm actually in a bit of a pickle. Then, Chronosaurus Gershwin raised his upper left flipper out of the water. And there, sure enough, the boys saw the problem. Because attached to his flipper, wrapped around it, was a huge, tough piece of seaweed, like a vine that had him tethered and trapped, unable to swim freely around the water exhibit. I've been trying to get people's attention to get me free from this vine, but nobody listens. So I created a ruckus to finally get the attention I need, Chronosaurus Gershwin said. Phew, sighed Froggy. Is that all you need? Come on, guys, let's help him out. So the four friends bravely left their vehicle and unwrapped Chronosaurus Gershwin's fin, and he was free to swim peacefully around his habitat once again. The boys were celebrating their imaginary victory when something snapped them back to reality. Hey, guys, hey, pay attention, please, a voice said. It was Daddy the Gator. They were back in the regular museum. There were animatronic dinosaurs, which were really cool, but they weren't real dinosaurs, living and breathing dinosaurs, anymore. I got your tickets here, guys. Let's go inside, Daddy the Gator said. So the four boys followed Daddy the Gator into the museum, where they would spend the rest of the day looking, safely, of course, at the awesome robot dinosaurs and imagining even more adventures. Ouch! yelled Froggy the Gator as he sat straight up in his bed. It was the middle of the night, and the curtains in his room were pulled tight. The moon gently shone in through the gaps between the curtains and the window, and Froggy the Gator had woken up because his leg was hurting really bad. Ow, my leg! Ow, my leg! He said over and over again. And after a couple of seconds of Froggy sitting up in bed, hollering about his leg and wondering what was going on, 
Daddy the Gator walked in his room. Hey, son, Daddy the Gator said. What's going on? Froggy the Gator felt better almost immediately when he saw his dad, but his leg still hurt. It's my leg, Dad. It hurts. In my leg bone. It feels like somebody is stretching it out or something. And then Daddy the Gator just smiled. I think you're having what we call growing pains, son. It's what happens when the bones in our body grow. You see, you're getting taller, and that means your bones are getting longer. And that means they're stretching out, which can be pretty painful. I remember getting the same pains in my legs when I was about your age. But the good news is, it's totally normal, and it just means your body is growing really fast. Well, it still hurts though, Dad, Froggy said to Daddy the Gator. I know it does, son, Daddy the Gator replied, and we can get you some children's medicine to help you feel better. Hold on for a second. And Daddy the Gator walked into his bathroom cabinet and got some children's medicine. But Daddy the Gator was always careful not to let the kids get near the medicine, and Froggy knew he was only allowed to touch medicine if his parents were around and said it was okay. But Daddy the Gator got some medicine and gave it to Froggy back in Froggy's bedroom. Here you go, son. This will help you feel better. As Froggy the Gator took the medicine, Daddy the Gator continued. And you know what, Froggy? Daddy the Gator said. Your growing pains remind me of a story. I'll tell it to you, so close your eyes and try to fall back asleep. Our story takes place at the Gator Grove Natural History Museum. And it all started one day when Froggy the Gator and his dad, me, Daddy the Gator, walked in the front door to go look at some dinosaur bones. Hey, said Froggy groggily, this story's about us and dinosaur bones? Well, that's my favorite kind of story. Daddy the Gator laughed. I know, son. Now close your eyes and just listen. Then he continued on with the story. Froggy the Gator and Daddy the Gator were going to look at some dinosaur bones, and they couldn't wait to get started. Almost immediately, they saw the bones of a huge T-Rex, standing tall and set up like it was roaring into the air. Then they saw the bones of a Triceratops, with its big horns on its head pointed down toward the ground, like he was going to charge at another dinosaur. They were having a great time walking around the museum and looking at all the bones when they finally came to Froggy's favorite dinosaur, the Brontosaurus. The Brontosaurus skeleton was enormous because it was a Brontosaurus, of course, and Froggy and Daddy the Gator looked at its long neck stretching high into the sky all the way up to the skylights at the tip top of the museum ceiling. But then Froggy noticed something. Hey, Dad, Froggy said, what's wrong with that dinosaur's legs? It looks like a bone is missing? And Daddy the Gator looked down at the back left hind leg of the Brontosaurus, and sure enough, its tibia, which is the shin bone, was missing. It was nowhere to be seen, and the skeleton was instead being held up by some metal stick that was just sticking into the floor. Oh my, Daddy the Gator said, you're right, his shin bone is missing, we'd better find it. So Froggy the Gator and Daddy the Gator set off around the museum looking for the missing shin bone. First, they came across a display of cavemen, hunter-gatherers, as Daddy the Gator pointed out. The cavemen were shown carrying big sticks and spears and they were gathering berries and root vegetables, but there was no dinosaur leg bone to be seen. Then they came across a display of a huge towering volcano. It was an interactive display, and the volcano was set up to erupt with harmless steam and fake lava. But there was no dinosaur leg bone to be seen. They kept walking and they got to a butterfly habitat. They walked inside and they saw hundreds or even thousands of butterflies flying around. All different shapes and sizes and colors, but there was no dinosaur leg bone to be seen. I don't think we're ever going to find it, Froggy the Gator said. But just then, just when Froggy was about to give up hope, he noticed something out of the corner of his eye. 
he looked over and he saw a museum employee dressed in museum employee gear carrying a strange pack on his back. Oh, wait a minute, Dad, Froggy the Gator said. Do you see that guy? That guy works for the museum, right? What's he carrying? And Daddy the Gator looked over. Sure enough, there was a museum employee. And Daddy the Gator thought this would be the perfect opportunity to ask about the missing dinosaur leg bone. Hey there, sir, Daddy the Gator said to the employee. First off, thanks for having such a great museum. My son and I love coming here and looking at all of the dinosaur bones. But we noticed the brontosaurus is missing a shin bone. Do you have any idea what happened to it? The museum employee smiled. Why, that's very observant of you two, he said. As a matter of fact, I do know what happened to it because I have it right here. And the museum employee swung the big brown canvas pack he had draped over his shoulder around to the front of his body and set it down gently on the ground. He unzipped the pack and as soon as he did, Froggy the Gator saw a huge, pristine, pristine means like in good condition with no breaks or chips or anything. Froggy the Gator saw a pristine dinosaur leg bone sitting right there in the pack. Wow, said Froggy as he was now up close with the missing shin bone. I've never seen a dinosaur bone up this close. The museum employee laughed. That's right, he said. I was actually just reinforcing it. Do you know what that means? You see, these aren't actually bones. They're casts of fossils, which means a long time ago, somebody found a fossil, which used to be a bone, and they made casts of them, which are like copies, so that we could display them in our museums. And every few years, we need to reinforce the casts so that they're stronger and they last as long as possible without breaking. Did you hear that, son? Daddy the Gator said. They need to make the bones stronger by adding resin and plaster and other things to it. Kind of like how your body's bones grow and get stronger as they get bigger, the dinosaur bones in the museum get stronger as they add these materials to them. Isn't that something? And as Daddy the Gator said that, as he got to the end of his story, Back in Froggy's bedroom, he looked down at Froggy the Gator. Froggy the Gator had fallen fast asleep. The medicine must have kicked in and his leg bone no longer hurt, and he drifted off listening to the story about the dinosaur leg bone. So Daddy the Gator tucked Froggy in tight and whispered to him, Good night, son. I'm so grateful to be your dad, and I'm so proud to watch you grow up and get stronger.